Hey, everybody. Welcome to All There Is. I'm your host, Kelly Vargavis. And today is a special episode. Normally, my podcasts are all audio only. Today, I'm doing a special video. And you'll see why in a few minutes. I have a really special guest with me today, Craig Anderson, who's an award-winning artist, watercolorist, painter, and also my husband. So he's joining us today because we are going to continue our conversation about homelessness in America. The entire month of November, if you've listened to all of the previous podcast episodes that I've posted, they've all had... Uh, they've all been centered around this theme of homelessness in America. And it is because November is Homelessness Awareness Month. Um, but, you know, really every night of the year in America, there are more than a half a million people who are experiencing homelessness on our streets. So we shouldn't only talk about it in November, but, you know, we've been taking this opportunity to hopefully build some awareness to build some understanding, to build some empathy. And I also thought it's really great timing today, this Sunday afternoon to share this with you because we're heading into the giving season, right? It's We're heading into the holidays. We just had Black Friday. Monday is Cyber Monday. Tuesday is Giving Tuesday. And so there is an awful lot of generosity in giving this time of year. And I think it's really appropriate to share this project that we have with you today. And I think it'll all become apparent and you'll see why. So that's my big intro. Welcome, Craig. Thank you. Thank you uh, for bringing me on your program. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to share uh, what we've been doing kind of behind the scenes for the, I don't know, upwards of like two years, I would say, two to three years, uh, between actually painting the paintings and putting the stories together. So I'm really excited to unleash this to the public and, and um, you know, see what traction we can have. Yeah. So let's dive right into this project that we keep talking about. And you're right. It was about three years ago on a November night. I know you remember it. And we were living at our house in San Diego. And one of our favorite ways to spend the night is to cook together open a bottle of wine, put some music on. And I know this particular night, it was actually a November night. We were drinking wine, listening to jazz music, cooking dinner. And you had just come in from your studio with a painting, one of your latest paintings that, that you did. And I'm going to show it in a minute. <clears throat> um, but you came in with that painting. And I know almost immediately, I had a story in my head. I had a couple of sentences in the voice of this imagined character. And I know, I think I, I shared it with you. And I, I think I'm a writer. And I had been working on microfiction for something. I don't know if it was a class or where I was submitting something, but I was kind of in this microfiction mode. And I don't know what it was, but your, your painting just struck me. I had a story almost immediately. And you and I kept talking and we got really excited about this idea of pairing art with words and pairing art with stories mm -hmm. and how that could be a really powerful way to share, to connect, to uh, bring awareness and empathy to 
perhaps people in our country who normally don't have a voice, who feel invisible. In this case, it's people experiencing homelessness. Um, I know that night we talked about, you know, maybe there's other ways that we could use this. And we call it scene and story. We came up with this, this name for mm -hmm. this technique or this approach. And um, so since that night, three years ago, we've continued to work on this project. And now Craig has painted 15 original paintings, um, all depicting um, fictional characters who are experiencing homelessness in different ways in the streets of our country. <clears throat> and right. each one of those 15 paintings is paired with an original story of mine. Again, all fiction, um, none of these are portraits <clears throat> of actual people, uh, but they were all inspired yeah. by photographs that Craig took. Yeah. So now that is the big intro and I'll stop talking for a minute and give, <laughs> give Craig a chance to say something. Um, do you wanna talk at all about Good. this project or you want me to show the first painting? Well, I, I just wanted to say, too, you know, to add on to uh, Kelly's intro, um, you know, they always say a picture's worth a thousand words. And, you know, I completely agree being a visual artist. Um, but when the painting is paired with an actual, um, with the actual words, it becomes even more impressive, really more important and and I think you'll get that as we go through the, each painting that's paired with the micro story. It, it's really powerful, and it each one on its own is very powerful. But when they're when they're combined, there there's something special happens. So I hope you feel that too, you know, moving forward. But the uh, the first painting that Kelly talked about, uh, we were down in New York City maybe a few months before that. And I was going through some of my pictures and it's, so it's up on the screen right now. And that's, uh, uh, what's the name of that? Um, down for the night. Yeah. Down for the night. And so this is by Times Square and, and this person was getting ready to, to sleep, you know, obviously because they're homeless and they're, they're finding a, a good spot for that night. And the juxtaposition, the juxtaposition of of where they actually chose to lay down for that night was in front of a a door of a very high class store that maybe only you know five to seven percent of all Americans can afford to shop at, and I just thought it was really odd and weird, and you know really <clears throat> really um, wild that this person decided to stay the night outside of such, you know, a, an opulent place where they hardly have anything, any possessions. And, you know, they're, they're more or less just nomads around the street, you know, trying to find that one safe spot for that solitary night. So just the fact that they were doing it right outside of such a, um, an opulent place, you know, they go, 12 to 14 inches and and everything within those walls are you know it's like oz for them you know but out here on the streets it's real it's gritty and and you know they're lo looking for just safety that one night and when i was looking through the pictures 
this is the painting that I came in that night and this kind of started everything off. It started that conversation that Kelly and I had and, and we that has spearheaded everything up to this point. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this was the, the painting that came in and the one that I just had a little story for. And when I say story, I literally mean just a couple of sentences and I'm not going to share them all with you tonight because we are going to share a project trailer at the end of this episode so you can hear them all. But um, this one that is called Down for the Night was this. I like to settle right here with my cart close by. There's a little ledge, so I feel like I'm off the ground. My friends are still out. Say it's prime time. Not me. I got my blanket and this box for my pillow. I'm down for the night. So this, I want to move on to the next painting here. Um, This one was, I think, maybe the second one in the series that you painted. And, you know, when you did it, I thought it was so powerful. And I thought you just captured the weariness of this person, you know, is just what came through. And that's how it ended up with the title. It's actually the first one in the book now that we've put together. But the title of it is called No Rest for the Weary. So can you tell everybody what what you saw as the artist, why you took a picture like this and how you brought that emotion to life? You know, the first thing that strikes you, obviously, is, you know, this man is is homeless and he has all of his own possessions in that one solitary cart. You know, think about gathering up all your possessions, everything that's important to you in life and being able to put them in one cart. You know, I don't know of many people that would be able to do that. And I believe uh, Kelly and I moved not too uh, much before that point. And I can just remember, you know, putting everything in boxes, how much stuff you accumulate over the years. And it really struck me with this person, how, you know, he has his blankets, his pillows, whatever he's sleeping on. And then all of his most important things in life in that one cart. And as you can see, the the cart isn't very filled up either. You know, it's, it's half empty. So it just struck me how, you know, intimate this guy was with, with his possessions and, you know, how he was just moving on to, you know, whatever life gave him here in the next chapter of life. Yeah. Um, that was great. Thank you. And I will read this one too, because just after hearing you explain it, um, I think it'll, it will speak to our listeners. No rest for the weary. Blankets and cardboard, mostly. Some empty bottles to fill with water when I get a chance. It gets old pushing this damn cart everywhere I go, but I don't have a choice. I need my stuff. You know what they say, there's no rest for the weary. Or is it wicked? Either way, I guess it fits. And, you know, I want to say, too, there's a quote that I found um, sometime as we were working on this project. And I think it's so fitting because these images in this collection are so raw, so gritty, so powerful. And, you know, they're they're images of people and subjects really in crisis, suffering. You know, they're suffering. And 
you know, sometimes that can be hard for people to look at. And, you know, I think we as human beings have a tendency to look away when we see people in pain or in suffering. But I think it's really important. Um, Brene Brown actually has shared a quote about this, and I know I'm going to butcher it, but something about how her mother taught them that when you see someone in pain or you see someone in suffering, don't look away, look them in the eye and, you know, and connect with them. And I think that's so powerful. And then it was Elizabeth Brown who said, art is not always about pretty things. It's about who we are, what happened to us and how our lives are affected. And I think that really um, speaks to this project that we're sharing today. And so I'm going to move on to the next painting that I wanted to talk about. This one is called Clean Shaven. And this one, I actually took the picture and I was on my way to work one day. I worked in downtown San Diego and um I was, I think, stopped at a streetlight waiting to make my turn to get to the office. And I looked to my left and I saw this man standing in front of a, a dirty, grimy window of a business that wasn't open yet. And he was obviously living on the streets. He had his cart and he was looking in the glass and he was shaving. And that one just really struck me um, that... You know, we all have those things that make us feel human. You know, for some people, they, they can't get up and start their day before they have their coffee. They can't get up and start their day before they shower or, or have their prayer time or meditation, whatever it is. And it just struck me that even someone like this man, who obviously is in a really tough place, had this, this habit that he did, I imagined this daily habit of shaving. And maybe that one little act made him feel like a human that day. So I came home and, and, you know, this isn't Craig's favorite way of being inspired to paint because, you know, he likes to get his own inspiration, but I came home and shared it with him. And, you know, he was able to create this um, painting of a man doing exactly as I uh, described and told them about anything you want to add to that, Craig, or what you were thinking um, when you painted this one? No, I, I, I was, uh, you know, like you said, the way I usually paint is look at visual cues and then start the painting where I had to listen to you. You, I think in this one, you almost had your story already figured out and I had to, work opposite mm -hmm. and uh really reverse engineer this back to a visual painting mm -hmm. so, so it I was think this is the only was, one in the collection where yeah, it was a different process for me but yeah. uh, i still think it came out very successful and and uh very powerful yeah for sure and you know one thing i didn't do at the beginning of this was just spend any time at all explaining a little bit more to our reader or our listeners, um, some background on you and I and why this crisis of homelessness is so important to us. I know for me, I'll only speak for myself. Um, it's something that has always tugged at my heart, but I, and I've never lived on the streets, but I had a brother, my brother, Bobby ran away from home when he was 16 and he lived on the streets for five years. 
And so I know what it's like to love someone that is out there on the streets and you don't know where they are. You don't know where they're living. You can't get in touch with them. When my brother was homeless, it was in the early 90s. So nobody had cell phones yet. And I would go weeks and weeks and weeks without ever hearing from him. And I would go to bed at night and wonder, you know, did he have any place to sleep? Did he eat that day? Was he safe? Was he cold? Was anybody kind to him that day? And, you know, our story ended well. He eventually came home and was able to return to a, a better way of life. In, and we've been very blessed in that. Um, but I've never lost that feeling of knowing what it's like. And I know sometimes when you and I are out walking around cities and we pass by people on the street, there are many times where I'll see a man and he reminds me of my brother. And mm -hmm. I can't help but go up to him and try to talk to him. And um, it's just something that's never left me. And so it, it will always be something that's very important to me, something that I feel like we can solve as a nation. Like we are smart people. There's half a, me, half a million people experiencing homelessness in our country on any given night. But I don't, I feel like even though the reasons are complicated, and it's a really complex problem to solve, I feel like we can do it. Um, so I, I'll never stop working with people who are doing things to, towards that end. But, you know, that's me. And, uh, you know, Craig, do you want to share a little bit about um, what this means to you and why? Yeah, um, you know, growing up in a, a very small town, you know, one stoplight at the time, you know, there, there was nobody living on the streets there. Um, I went into the Navy and that's how I uh, found myself living in San Diego, which is, you know, if you've ever been there, it's, it's gorgeous, sunny, you know, one of, one of the best places you could think about living. America's but, finest city, right? Yeah, that its tagline? yeah. That's their tagline. And given that there are so many homeless, you know, it's, and if you're going to be homeless, you know, San Diego is not a bad choice. But over the years that I was there, I, I spent 35 years in San Diego. And and it just seemed that the amount of homeless just increased at a, you know, at, in the nth degree. And we as a nation, you know, just to echo what Kelly was talking about, you know, I, I feel that we need to do something. And we need to help these people in in some way, you know, I, you know, there's a quote and I don't know who's, whoever said it. And I, I'm not even sure if it's true, but you know, where they say, you know, everybody's two months away from being homeless, you know, and I can see that, or, you know, go five months without a paycheck. Where are you going to be? You know, if, right. if you don't have parents, if you don't have your a support group, you know, or, or a family that's going to help you out. Yeah. you know, you miss five or six paychecks, you're on the street. And that's how much of a balance this thing called life is. And you you don't know about, you know, the two or three people you just walk by that are sitting there, you know, asking for food or, or they're on the streets. You don't know what issues they they've been through and what hardships they've, they've went through. 
So we always want to, you know, think about that and not just say, oh, these people are lazy and they don't want to work or anything. You know, there's there's a lot that comes to that with with somebody becoming homeless. Right. And I think you touched on, you know, um, loss Mm -hmm. of job, affordable housing, you know, in a place like San Diego where affordable housing, I mean, it, it is really tough for people making a good wage to afford housing in San Diego. Um, so that is definitely one of the big contributors, but also mental illness, um, addiction, sickness, disability, you know, there are, it's one of the reasons that makes it such a complicated problem to solve is because there is no one thing that causes the crisis of homelessness in someone's life. But um, all right, let's move on to the next painting. Oh, someday. I know this one. Um, you have some things to share about this. Can you tell tell our listeners why you painted this? What struck you when you saw this this person? Well, you know, being a visual artist, you know, the light is something that really attracts me. Um, so this was at, at twilight in the and the angle of the sun was really low so you get really long cast shadows and just the colors that surrounded this this person um really captured me and and that you know they weren't looking at me you know I had no engagement with them and they were just almost like they were they were thinking about you know I don't know if it's their next meal or, or, you know, they, they were working out their problems at almost same time. And that's kind of what I wanted to convey is what this person kind of is, is thinking or that they were, they were involved in, in something, you know, even right there on the streets, you can, you can develop a plan. You can maybe find out or strategize, you know, your next move. Mm-hmm. Right. This one, this is one of your newer ones in the collection. One of the last few that you painted and we've titled it mother. And I know for me, when you, when you painted this, what I felt immediately was that you just captured the fierceness in this mother's eyes, in her soul, the fierceness that she felt for her family and um, protecting them. And, you know, there's nobody who is going to mess with, with this woman and her family. Um, I don't care where she is or, or what she's up against. And she's obviously in pain and struggling, but man, she is, she is just in fierce mama mode. And maybe you could talk a little bit about from an artistic standpoint, your technique and, and how you were able to do that in such a powerful way. Yeah, so so this one is a little bit different than uh, some of the other paintings in the series <clears throat> where I actually poured this painting, meaning that I didn't use any brushes or anything until the very end for details. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I actually uh, mask off certain areas, and then I do two or three pours to actually build up the color. And that's why there's kind of a glow with this one. It's a little bit different than directly painting watercolor. And I chose to, even though there's a, a child in the stroller there, I didn't want that to be the, the main point. I wanted 
you know, the mother to really have the emphasis in the in the painting. That's why there's such dramatic value change there, because I want you to look at her face. And if you look at her face, probably two thirds of it is in shadow, you know, but the third that is highlighted, you can tell what's going on there. You can tell the emotion, the struggle, um, you know, how much trouble life has been for, for this person. But, you know, she has her family and she has her foundation and nobody's going to take that from her. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really powerful. All right. Oh, this one, this was another um, of the newer ones that finished the collection and uh, we've titled it shame on me. And this one took me, this one in mother, I think took me the longest to get this, the story to pair with it. And I, I got when the, from the moment I saw the painting, I knew what I wanted to say, but it took me a minute to figure out how to say it because what I, saw from this painting what I felt was heaviness like that this person just was feeling the weight of the world the weight of his world and and it was almost too much to bear so um you know that's what I thought how about you what what inspired you to paint this what did you feel you know it's for me when I saw you know this this poor gentleman you know, like, like you said, you know, you see the heaviness, you see the pressure in his world. You know, we didn't have a conversation with him, so we don't know exactly what those pressures were. But you could just see just by the body language, you know, how much pressure he was in. And, and you know, you can almost jump in his body and just kind of hear what he's saying. Like, how am I going to get through this? How is this going to work out? You know? Um, yeah. yeah. All right. I think I've got one more. I think this is the last one I'm going to share in uh, our episode today until we get to the full trailer. But this one is called Sounds of the Street. And I know this one had a lot of meaning for you. So I'm going to let you talk about it and explain it to our listeners. Yeah, we were just driving around the city. You know, we weren't expecting anything. And then <clears throat> this gentleman, as you can see, not only has one guitar, but two guitars. And when he turned around, you know, it, he was uh, wild, like uh, feral. You know, he, he, his eyes, when they locked onto mine, they were, they were wildness. They were, and he used these guitars and his music to, you know, find breakfast, find lunch, find dinner, you know, he used those as tools to get through the day. But also, you know, he was, he was barely hanging on, you know, he, yeah. uh, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. That, that one um, was amazing. And actually that one painting, that one image or subject, I guess, inspired two paintings in the collection so we right. had that one sounds of the street and then we have one called guitar man where you mm. actually had a different artistic interpretation of the same subject yeah and i probably snapped the the actual photos maybe two or three seconds apart but the way i handled each one is completely different 
and you get a completely different feeling from that one and and the other other one of the same subject yeah um and that you know i i also want to be sure to mention too that um all of these figures i think i i said it at the beginning but they're not actual portraits of people you know they were inspired by photographs you did take of scenes and people but you know with your artistic license and sometimes you take pieces of one photograph and some from another and and mm -hmm. you know they come together to form um the finished painting which is true of all your painting um right, right? so um i just want to make sure that people know that these are not actual portraits these are not actual people that is all fictional subjects and fictional stories um that we created and, and we're not trying to put words in anybody's mouth you know right it's, it's more of a portrayal on our part to get the message across and right. to bring help and awareness to this epidemic that is homelessness and um yeah i know we're getting to it but you know we we've um we have published a book that's going to be uh, for sale on my website and on Facebook. If and on Amazon, Facebook, Amazon, Amazon, um, we'll put it on Facebook too. You want to just go directly there, but the book itself, every book, $20 will go to um, helping the homeless, you know, making, you know, hopefully taking somebody off the streets for a night or two or a week or whatever it takes to, to get them back on the right path, you know, um, and just give them that little help that, you know, they may need. Yeah. And yeah. So sorry. There, there are, uh, the originals are available as well as prints. You know, if you want a, a, a print of a certain image, you can just go there, you know, put in what size you want. You can, you know, even choose the framing if you, if you so, um, deem, but, uh, bottom line, I just want to let you know that, you know, and I'm really excited about the project that we're doing and we're, we're asking for your help to help homelessness and help us fight this. And this is just one step that we thought that we could help out. And, you know, we're asking for your help to, uh, you know, buy the books, buy the, buy the prints or donate to your local homelessness, homeless uh, shelter. If, you know, these items don't speak to you, but Either way, you know, they definitely need some help. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, as Craig said, um, craigandersonfineart.com is your website, correct? Yes. And um, all of the, if you go to his website, the actual homepage has this collection. We're calling it All There Is, Homelessness in America in Scene and Story. So that collection of original artwork is all together on his website. His website's really amazing. Uh, he had a great website designer, developer, wife who did all that work for him. But um, the, the original artwork is all there and it is for sale. The, the website has some really cool features. If you do check out a particular painting that you're interested in, they are all available in prints, which is a little more budget friendly. Um, and like Craig said, you can you can get it framed or not framed and you can have it sent right to your house. But, you know, we put this book together 
because we thought it was a great way uh, for people to have all the images in one place paired with the stories, um, because that is really where we feel the power is. It's, it's definitely affordable. It's for sale on Amazon for $25. And like Craig said, all of the profits from this entire project, whether it's from the sale of original artwork, prints, or this book on Amazon, every single dollar that we earn um, over and above what Amazon charges us is going to be donated to organizations that we know are serving those in crisis and those that are experiencing homelessness in America. So please check it out. Um, we hope that you love it. We hope that the powerful images and stories speak to you that the way they did to us. And uh, we really appreciate you listening today and giving us your time to watch this episode. You know, uh, Craig is extremely talented in his painting. Um, I, you know, I'm talented in some things. Technology and live streaming is maybe not our forte, but um, we attempted to put this video together in a way that uh, would allow us to share it with you. And actually, you know, we want you to go to craigandersonfineart.com, go to Amazon, look up All There Is by Craig Anderson and Kelly Barbabas, and you'll be able to buy it and help us in this project. We believe that work like this has eternal significance. And so we're passionate about it. And we thank you for joining us in this. And so now I am going to attempt um, to play the project trailer that we put together. It has all of the images in it. It has all of the stories and it will really give you a taste for what you'll get if you buy the book. And um, if I screw it up, the video trailer is on Craig's website. So again, craigandersonfineart.com, there's a video tab and you can go to it and see the full trailer without my uh, interruption. So um, we'll, we'll let the video end our episode today. Again, thank you for joining us. And Craig, do you want to say any parting words before I? <clears throat> oh, I just wanted to say, you know, thank you for your, you know, staying with us and listening to our message. And, you know, I hope, I hope that uh, you can lend a hand and, you know, and help your brother or sister that's on the streets that are, that's this far away from, you know, getting to that next level. And I think that's all we need to do is just, you know, everybody needs a hand now and then. And, and I think, you know, if we give somebody just this much, it might be that much to get them to that next level. And, you know, will help them to the next chapter. So thank you again. And we appreciate all your help moving forward. Thank you. Thanks everybody.